Shalom to all. Today's office bubble comment off Chaf, and we are starting about the fifth line with the words Amar Ilfa. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Mirim Zara, Basar Yaakov, Moshe, Hernes, Shama Shadhaven, Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Mars Rifka, Basar Meir Zev, Hernes, Shama Shadhaven, Aliyah. And this is a time where all of us need to increase our davening and learning for our Chenu Kobe Israel, and for the Kachas that we talk on, Ha'emdim Al Mishmar Gvolar Tsenu. And with that, we should have the Yishugdav Amitis with the coming of Mashiach Tzid Kenu Bimher of Yomenu. And we'll continue talking about Shane, and let's remember a person's Chaiver is animal damaging by way of Shane only in the Roshos HaNezek and not in the Roshos HaRabim. Something where it tells us, Amar Ilfa Ilfa says, Behem Roshos HaRabim, Upashat Tzavar V'achom Me'al Gabi Chaverta, we have an animal walking in the Roshos HaRabim, and then it stuck at its neck and ate something that was on top of another animal, and they're both in the Roshos HaRabim, Chayeves, the owner of that animal is Chayev. My time away is that, Gabi Chaverta, Chatzar Nezek Dami, because the back of the other animal is like the Chatzar of the Nezek. The Gemara suggests, let's say the following Bryce is arrived for this, a person has his basket slung behind him, Upashat Tzavar V'achom Menu, and an animal stuck at its neck and ate from that basket, Chayeves, the owner's Chayev. So Gemara says, no, that's not a riot. The Rava, it's like what Rava commented on that case, Bekafetzes, where the animal jumped, Hachanai Bekafetzes, over here also, we're talking about where the animal jumped. As it's abnormal for an animal to jump up and eat, that would fall under Karen and not under Shane, and that's why the owner would be Chayev. And when we say Chayev, we mean Chayev Chatsi Nezek and not Nezek Shalim. Now the Gemara just clarifies, where did Rava say his din of Kaifetzes? Aha was on the following. The Amr Rabbi said, an animal in the Shosarabim, if it walked along the way and ate something, so the owner's potter, because that's Shane in the Shosarabim, or is Amdav Achla Chayaves, if it stood and it ate something, so the owner's Chayev. Why is it that when it's walking, the owner's potter, because that's a normal way of eating, and that's a classic case of Shane in the Shosarabim, an animal standing and eating is also normal, so why would the owner be Chayev for that? And Amr Rav, it was on this that Rava said, says, where the animal jumped up and ate, and since that's abnormal, the owner is not chayev for that. I think Mark continues by Rabzir Rabzir asks the following question, misgalgal mahu, let's say it rolls, meaning let's say that food was in a state of misgalgal, and the animal ate it like that. Would the owner be chayev for that or not? So the Gemara asks, hey, chidami, what's the scenario? So our first understanding is good, for example, to come on Yachid, there was straw in Roshos Yachid, become misgalgal v'asim Roshos Yachid Rabim, and was being misgalgal from Roshos Yachid to the Roshos Rabim. So my, what's a halacha? And the attempted answer is, Tashma, we have a bris, so the ton Masa, we have a bundle of food. Part of it's inside the Shosayachid, part of it's outside in the Shosarabim. If the animal ate it when it was standing inside the Shosayachid, so the owner would be Chayev, because that's Shane in the Shosayachid. Whereas Achlabachot, if the animal ate it while it was standing outside the Shosarabim, so the owner's Pater. Now, my love, Mizgalgav Asi, is this talking about a case of Mizgalgav Asi, which doesn't mean that the bundle is rolling. It means that the animal is rolling the bundle, it's dragging it towards itself. So if the animal is standing in the Shosayachid and it's started eating from this food, and it dragged the rest of the food towards itself, even though that food used to be in the Rosh Rabim, since he ate it in the Rosh Hashanah, he's chayev, but if it was vice versa, so he's potter, and here's our answer from his galgal. So Mar says, well, it's not necessarily what we're referring to. Ema, let's say, Achla, that what it ate, Amasha Bifnim Chayeves, whatever was located inside his Chayevan, Amasha Bachot's Ptura, whatever was located outside his Pateran. Meaning it doesn't make a difference where the animal itself is, it makes a difference where the food was. Or Ibai saying alternatively, Kikam Rabchi, we could say, what was Rabchi talking about? Bipsil das pasta, regarding a bundle of Aspasta, which has very, very long stalks, and even though some of it was in the Shus Rabbim, some of it in the Shus it's all considered to be only in one Rishos, wherever the animal happens to be, because it's all part of the same long stalk. However, Abzeira's question of Mizgalgal could be 
talking about a bundle of, let's say, wheat or barley kernels that are all individual, and just because some of them are in the Shusayachid, that doesn't mean that they're connected or like the ones that are in the Shusarabim, and vice versa. I think Markatim is calling the Mishnah, Achlak Sus Vachulu, and the Mishnah told us that if an animal ate Sus or Kalim, so the owner only pays Chatsi Nezek, and then right afterwards, the Mishnah said, Bamed Vermarim, when was this said, Bershus Hanizek, only in the Shus of the Nizek, Achlak Bershus Arabim, Pater. So now the Gemara asks, Ahaya, on what? Meaning when the Mishnah says that Bershus Arabim, Pater, what's that going on? So Rav, Rav says, Akulu, it's going on the entire Mishnah, meaning everything mentioned previously in the Mishnah, whether the animal ate something that was right for it, or it ate something that wasn't right for it, for example, Ksos and Kalim, the owner of the animal is going to be Pater for that in the Rabim, and the Chiddush is that the owner's Pater even on the Ksos and Kalim, which technically he should be Chai for in the Rabim because it falls under Karen. It's Mashuna, it's a strange type of damage, so maybe it's Karen. And Rav's telling us that no, he's Pater as well in the Rabim. And my time, why is that? Because call him Mishana, Uba Achrashina by Pater. Anyone that does something strange and somebody else does something strange and different afterwards, so that second person's Pater. And what did this guy do? He brought out Ksos and Kalim to the Rabim, which is strange. That's not normal. And now that this fellow's animal came and did something strange by eating those Ksos and Kalim, we're not going to say that's Karen. We're going to say that the owner of the animal is Pater. Whereas Ashmuel and Ashmuel understands Mishnah differently. When the Mishnah says that we're Pater in the Rabim, that's only talking about fruits and vegetables. But if the animal ate Ksos and Kalim in the Rabim, the owner is going to be Chayev. And Mechina Rishlakesh, Rishlakesh says, just like Rav, Akulu, that the statement of Tur in the Rabim is going on everything in the Mishnah. And Vaz Rishlakesh is Tamei, Rishlakesh is Lashitasai, Dam Rishlakesh, Rishlakesh says, Shtei Paras Rabim, if there's two cows in the Rabim, Achas Rishvutsa Vachas Malachas, one of them is crouching in the middle of Rishlakesh and one of them is walking, Bata Malachas Bervutsa, and the cow walking kicked the one that was crouching. Petura, the owner of that cow, is Pater, whereas Rishvutsa Malachas Chayavas, if the cow which was crouching kicked the cow that was walking, so the owner of the crouching cow is Chayav. And so we clearly see that when something strange is done in the Rabim, namely a cow sitting down in the middle, that's not normal, and then another cow comes along and does something abnormal, kicking the other cow, so the kicking cow's owner is Pater. Whereas Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon says in our Mishnah, Turin the Rabim is only talking about fruits and vegetables, but if the animal ate the owner would be Chayav. The Gemara suggests, Rabbi Yechon, Let's say Rabbi Yechon does not hold Rish Lakish, even in the case of the two Parais, namely Rabbi Yechon would say that the owner of the walking cow that kicked the crouching cow would be Chayav. So Gemara says, that's not so. Really, Rabbi Yechon holds Rish Lakish's din in the case of the cows. What's the difference? So Ksos, when we're dealing with clothing, Avdi Inchi the Manchi Glime Umatavchi, a person will put down his clothing Rish Lakish and take a rest, and so that's normal for him to do that. And when a cow comes along and eats those clothing, the only one that's doing something abnormal here is the cow and not the person, and that's why the cow's owner is Chayav. According to Rabbi Yechanan, Aval Behema Lav Orcha, but for a Behema just to sit in the middle of Shusarabim, that's not considered normal, and that's why when a cow comes along and kicks the one crouching, its owner is not Chayav. Now it's in that even though the owner is Pater for damages of Shane and Shusarabim, still if the animal got benefit, the owner has to pay for that benefit, which is different than a classic case of damages. So the Gemara asks Vakama, how much does the owner pay? So Rabbi Amar Rabbi says to me Amer, he only has to pay for straw. For example, let's say the animal ate barley in the Rosh Hashanah and Shane Rosh Hashanah is Pater, so he doesn't have to pay for the cost of barley, but the owner does have to pay for the benefit that the animal received, which is that it got a nice meal. But the cost paid only has to be for the price of a meal made out of straw, that's Amir, and not for the cost of barley, which is more expensive. Whereas Rabbi Amar Rabbi says to me, Sarim Bazal, he has to pay the cost of barley, but when it's on sale, which is two thirds of the price. Tanik Vasid Rabbi, Tanik Vasid Rabbi, we have a brass just like Rabbi, and a brass just like Rava. Tanik Vasid Rabbi, we have a brass just like Rabbi. The owner only has to pay the cost of straw. And thank you, Rava. We have brothers just like Rava. Then Imnenis, Mishlemis, Mashanenis. If the cow received the benefit, so the owner has to pay for that benefit. Kate what's the scenario? If the cow ate a cow or two cow, the owner of the food can't say, pay for their full value. We just evaluate how much would a person want to pay to give his animal food that's good for it. 
oil even though it's not used to this food. And therefore the owner only has to pay the cheaper price of barley, not the more expensive one. Well, if therefore, if the animal eat wheat, or something that's bad for it, tura. So the owner's completely potter because it's not considered something the owner would have fed his animal. And you weren't in the area in the evening. We asked some really good things. What are these geshmak things that you were speaking about? He told him this is what we were talking about. Someone who's living in his friend's chatzer without the knowledge of his friend. So Reuven is living in Shimon's chatzer without Shimon knowing about it. Does Reuven have to pay Shimon or not? Now, what's the scenario? That it's a chatzer that the owner wouldn't have rented out anyway. And this is a fellow that wouldn't pay for rent. He would have lived somewhere for free, but he never would pay rent. So Zelenan of Zelichaser, this is a case of this one not benefiting and this one not losing out because the owner of the Chatzar wasn't expecting to get money for it and the one living in the Chatzar wasn't expecting to pay for it. So of course he doesn't have to pay. Ella, rather you want to say, the the that we're talking about a Chatzar that the owner wants to rent out and a fellow who would have paid rent? Well, in this case, it's obvious as well. Zenan of Zechaser, this one's gaining and this one's losing out. This one's gaining because he doesn't have to pay rent and this one's losing out because he's not receiving rent that he wants to receive. So of course, Ruvian would have to pay Shemin. But let's what we're talking about it's a chatzar that Shimon does not want to rent out, but it's a fellow, Ruvain, who would be paying rent if he needed to. My, what's Allah over here? Can Ruvain tell Shimon, what did I make you lose out on? I didn't make you lose out on anything anyway because you weren't going to rent it out, so I shouldn't have to pay you. I don't perhaps Mati Omar, maybe Shimon can tell Ruvain, you ended up benefiting because you would have paid rent and now you lived in my chatzar for free without having to pay rent, so you have to pay me something. So Amalai, Roy Muhammad told him, this is a Mishnah. What exactly is your question? So he asked him, hey, Masnisin, what's the Mishnah? So Amalai told him, I'm only going to tell you which Mishnah it is if you serve me and do something for me. So he took his garment and folded it for him. And so then, our Mishnah says that if the cow ate something in the Rabim, even though the owner doesn't have to pay for a classic damage of Shane, still, if the animal received benefit, so the owner has to pay for the benefit. And so we see clearly that everything's totally on benefit. And therefore, in this case, the fellow who lived in the Chatzar, Ruvain, he received benefit, so he would have to pay. Now, Amar Rava, Rava commented on this. How wonderful is that a person's not going to get sick and nothing is going to happen to him when his master is taking care of him. In other words, when a person trusts in Hashem, Hashem takes care of him. And here too, Rav to trust in Rav Bar Chama and didn't ask him any questions on this answer of his. And what does this mean? Even though this case of Reuven living Shimon's Chatzar is not similar to our Mishnah, still Rav accepted it from him. And why is that? Because the case of our Mishnah, one's benefiting and one's losing out. The cow is eating the other person's fruits and vegetables. Whereas over here, Reuven's benefiting and Shimon's not losing out because Shimon wasn't going to rent his Chatzar anyway. Way. So really, they're not comparable. However, Rabbi Barhamah, the reason why he felt this was a good answer is because Stam Paris B'Shus Rabbim of Kriyamafkeluhu. In a standard case, when a person leaves their parents in the Shus Rabbim, they're mafkir them, so it's considered Zen Anav Zeloichaser. Because the moment this person put his parents in the Shus Rabbim, he knows that they're going to get ruined, so he's mafkir them. And that's why Zen Anav Zeloichaser, and that's why the cases are comparable, according to Rabbi Barhamah. But now we try to find an answer to Rabbi question. Tanan, we have a Mishnah that says, A person who surrounds his friend on three sides. So take a look at this picture that Rashi drew for us. We have Shimon's field in the middle, and we have Ruvain's field all around on three sides. And then Ruvain made a fence in between his field and Shimon's field on the first side, second side, and third side. As we see in this picture in Rashi, there's a fence in between Ruvain and Shimon's field. In Mechaev and Oisai, we're not Mechaev Shimon to pay for that fence because Shimon could always say, my fourth side is open, so you didn't really help me by building these fences. However, Haravias, Mechaev and Oisai. If Ruvain had a fourth field that was on the fourth side of Shimon's property, and then he built another fence completely surrounding Shimon's property, so it's much really would be Mechaev Shimon to pay for his share of the fence because Reuben's giving him benefit. Shema, you know, we learn from here, Zen Then when this one's benefiting and this one's not losing out, Reuben's not losing out because he would have built these fences anyway. Still, we see that the person who's benefiting is Chayiv. So Gmar says, no, that's not a Raya. Shani Hosman case is different, the Amr Lay, because
roofing could tell Shimon, at ground to Leia, you caused me to build extra fences. If your field wasn't in the middle, Shimon, so I wouldn't have had to pay for so much fencing. And that's why Shimon's chayv to pay. It's Zenena Vezer Chaser. So, Gwarant Tabs, another ayat Tashma, at the end of this Mishnah, Amar Biyas, Rabbi Yasi said, Im Amad Nikif, Vagadar Servias, if the Nikif, which is Shimon, he's the one that was surrounded, if he stood up and put a fence on the fourth side, Magalgonal Vasakal, so we're going to roll everything onto him, meaning he has to share in the expenses of the other three fences. Now, what do we learn from here? Time to go Nikif. That's because the Nikif put up that fourth fence. Hamakif, Potter. But it's Mashma that if the Makif, Ruvain, put up the fourth fence, then Shimon would be Potter. Shmami, we learn from here, Zenen of Zelichas or Potter. Then when one's benefiting and the other one's not losing out, so the one who's getting the Hanah is Potter. So Mar says that's also not right. Shani Hosmai case is different to Amar Lay because Shimon can tell Ruvain, Lididi, Sagili bin Tirbarzuza. If it was up to me, if I was the one building the fence, I would have built a really cheap one that only cost a Zuz. You decide to build a stone wall, which is very expensive. I wouldn't have done that. I would have put up some thorns that don't cost any money. So that's why I don't have to pay for it when you put up the stone wall. So once again, we don't have a raya. The Gwarant Tamsin, another raya, Tashma, Abayas Valiyah Shoshnaim Shinaflu. We have a house and an aliyah, which is a second level. So we have ground floor and upper level, which is owned by two separate people, and it fell down. Amar Baalila Baalabayas, the one who owns the second floor, told the ground floor owner, live nice, that he should build. However, Ruani writes that he, Ruvain, doesn't want to build. So Aray Baalila Baalabayas, the one who owns the second floor, he can build a house on the ground floor, the Yashev Ba, and live in it, until the one who really owns the ground floor pays for his expenses, and then once Shimon gets reimbursed, he'll build the second floor. Now, what do we learn from here? He's chayv to pay for the expenses, and he's not chayv to pay for the schar of living in it. For example, let's say it costs $100 to build a house. So Ruvain has to pay Shimon $100 if Ruvain wants to live in the ground floor, so now Shimon can build himself a second floor with that $100. And Ruvain does not get to subtract the rental fee that he technically could have charged Shimon for living in his ground floor. What do we learn from here? Then we have a case of this one gaining and this one not losing, so he's potter. The Gemara says it's not a riot. Shani Hosmai case is different. Because the house is Meshubah to the Aliyah. Shimon can't build his second floor if there isn't a first floor. And until Ruvain builds the first floor, Shimon's allowed to live there rent free. So, Gemara Tamsin, another Raya Toshma. Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda says in this case, Even someone living in his friend's Chatzar without his knowledge has to pay him schar. Meaning, in this case of Shimon living in the ground floor, when Ruvain reimburses Shimon for his building costs, he can subtract the amount that Shimon would have to pay him for rent. Shemami, you know, we see from here, Zanan of Zalich Chatzar, Chayev. So, Gemara says, no, that's also not a Raya. Shani Hosma, case is different. It's because of the blackening of the wall. We're talking about Shimon living in a brand new house. When he lives in it, he ruins it, he blackens the walls, and now it becomes worth less. So that's why he would have to pay for the rental. But when we're talking about living in a chutzr that's already been lived in and it's already been used, so there isn't really any more wear and tear to it, perhaps you would say Zanan of Zalechasr is Potter. The Gemara continues with this Shalchua Beir of Ami. They sent this question of Zanan of Zalechasr to the Esmesh of Ami. Omar, he answered them, What did he do to him? What did he make him lose? How did he damage him? Meaning, Zanan of Zalechasr is Potter. However, they sent this question to Rabbi Abba, and Omar, Rabbi Abba said, Let's sit on the matter, we're going to think about it. Then they sent this question again to Rabbi Abba. Omar, he commented, They keep on sending this question to me. If I would have found a good answer to this, wouldn't I have sent it to them? And by the fact he didn't respond to them, it means I don't have an answer for this. And Itmar was stated, In the case of Zenan of Zalachasar, he does not have to pay for living there. Or that he does have to pay him. And Omar of Papa, Papa said, That quoted Rabbi Yechanan saying that in the case of Zanin of Zelay Chaser, he would have to pay. He didn't hear that Beferish from Rabbi Yechanan. He just inferred it from something that happened. Then on, because we have a Mishnah, not till Evan Akar shall Hektish. Let's say the Gizbar, the treasurer of Hektish, took a stone or a beam belonging to Hektish. He's not over Me'ila yet. That's because the only way a person is over Me'ila is if he makes a Shina Rishos. He changes this item from the Rishos of Hektish to his own Rishos. However, since we're talking about the Gizbar, the treasurer of Hektish, this beam is already in his Rishos because he's allowed to have. 
have it because he's the one taking care of Hektish. So just simply taking it and not doing anything with it is not mechayev him for Me'ila yet. However, if now the Gizbar gives it to his friend, Humal, he, the Gizbar, is over Me'ila, his friend is not over Me'ila. Now let's say Benal Lusheikh Beisai, the Gizbar built this beam into his house, he's not over Me'ila yet, until he lives underneath this beam, the value of a Shavar Pruta. If Amr Shmuel, Shmuel explained, it has to be that he placed his beam on top of an open skylight, meaning it can't be that he actually built it into his house, because if he built it into his house, then he made a Shinoi, and even if he didn't benefit a Shavar Pruta's worth, he would be Chayev. Rebbevo was sitting in front of Rabbi Yechanan, and he was saying this member in the name of Shmuel, and Rebbevo told Rabbi Yechanan, this tells us that if a person lives in his friend's chatzar, he has to pay him. Because over here, it's a classic case of Zanan of Zalei Chatzar. The Gizbar is benefiting from the beam of Hektish, and Hektish is not losing out on anything, but still the Gizbar is Chayev. So we see if a person lives in his friend's chatzar, even though his friend's not losing out on anything, he still has to pay rent. And Rabbi Yechanan was quiet. Now, Yusava Rabbevo thought, since Rabbi Yechanan was quiet, my delay that he agrees with him. However, Velahi, that's not true. He just wasn't paying attention to him. And why not? Kid Rabba, because Rabbi Yechan held like what Rabba says. Da'ama Rabba, Rabba says, Hektish Shalemi Das, Chaf Alpha Mid Alpha on top, Kadid Midas Dami. Using Hektish Shalemi Das is like using something from a Hedyite, Midas, and that's how a person's chayev to pay. In other words, a classic case of Zen and of Zele Chaser cannot be applied to the case of Hektish because Hektish is more Chamer. And therefore, Rabbevo's quote of Rabbi Yechanan is incorrect. Rabbi Yechanan does not necessarily hold Zen and of Zele Chaser, Chayev. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow and continue to talk about this. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.